in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. The Golden Knights beat the Oilers last night 4 to nothing. And my favorite part of Golden Knights games now is to figure out who's getting traded because Jack Eichel is almost back. He's practicing. Didn't wear the non-contact jersey yesterday before the game. Um, and the Golden Knights are going to have to trade somebody if they are going to ever be fully healthy. Jonathan Marshall, William Carlson, and Riley Smith, they dominated yesterday. One of them might get traded. Laurent Brossois got his first shutout as a Golden Knight. He might get traded, too. It's a very fun game to play. Yeah. How do you jump on board? How do you get a jersey at this point of your favorite player? Like it, it, uh, Mark Stone or Alex Petrangelo, anybody else, or Jack Eichel, anybody else, don't do it. Okay. Yeah. So if, that's you, if you want to get those three, you three. should feel fairly confident getting those three. Okay. But this is also the organization that traded away Ryan Reeves and Marc-Andre Fleury. And so any fan favorite is, is in jeopardy. Well, to be fair, it's not like Marc-Andre Fleury was what he was when we first got him. Well, I mean, he, was he was the best goalie in the league when they traded him. Was he? No. He won the Vesna. He won yeah, the trophy for the best goalie in the league. But he screwed up the playoffs. Oh, yeah. He kicked the puck into his own so net. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. We love you. <laughs> Have some poutine. But you, you, it's a good point. If you're buying a jersey right now, don't do it. Unless yeah. you want Mark Stone, Alex Petrangelo, or Jack Eichel. Yeah. And to be completely honest with you, didn't even really feel that comfortable about buying those ones because well, they'll find a way to trade him if they need to. In in hindsight, though, should we have traded Marc-Andre Fleury even though he was getting up there in age? Yes, I, I think the Golden Knights should have traded Fleury. Right. He was making $7 million. They were up against the salary cap in the offseason. They had to do something salary cap-wise, and they had one goalie making $7 million, one goalie making $5 million. They needed to trade one of the two goalies. Uh, Flurry's was only under contract for one more season at seven million, while Robin Leonard's under contract for three more seasons at five million. So it made a lot of sense to move for Marc Andre Flurry, even though he's you know the most loved player in franchise history, and you know was really good last year. It's still there's a lot of logic behind it. Perfect veneers. That even guy. if it does he, really? yeah, you think so? I mean, you know, yeah, he's I mean, a goalie. Goalies don't get their teeth knocked out. Yeah, but I mean. He's still a goalie, a hockey player. Okay. Yeah. Just I mean, assuming over there. I, I'm very judgy when it comes to teeth. And really? Hockey. hockey and teeth. I'm like, I assume just everybody has veneers. You I say I, judgy, though. Like, is it bad if they all have fake teeth? Well, no, no, no. Well, okay. It's bad if they have a missing. Now, if you have missing teeth and then you get them filled, I'm like, you know what? Thumbs up for you, buddy. Okay. But let Thanks me ask, for thinking about me. Let me ask you this. Just from a practical standpoint, if you were a hockey player and you got a tooth knocked out, you don't get it replaced in the season, do you? Uh, I think you get it replaced uh, right after the first period you get it knocked out. I think it's done. But I what happens if it. it then gets knocked out again? Well, then you get it replaced after that I, period. I think <laughs> the, the logic here is that if you get a tooth knocked out in the middle of the season, you wait until the season's over to over. actually replace it. Because you're going to... I Listen, you just have... Last day of the season, you just have an appointment ready to go with your dentist, and you say, listen, I don't know how many teeth I'm going to have by then, but we're fixing everything I got at the end of the season. Look, I know it looks like I have moonshine brewing up right now <laughs> in my backyard underneath a tarp, but, you know, could you wait a couple of months so I can... Yeah. Yeah. 
No. I think it was Shea Theodore last year actually had a mouthpiece made to put a little gap where he had a missing tooth. Okay, I like that. If you're going to do that, at least get a mouthpiece made with a like a gold thing over the missing tooth so that everybody <laughs> thinks you're at least a pirate or something. People have solutions. People got problems. I got solutions, guys. Man, you know, that's a great question. Kyler Murray's agent did not comment about his deleted social media posts. Fire him. Ian Rappaport reached out to Kyler Murray's agent yesterday and said he did not comment. Should he have commented on his deleted social media posts? Well, first off, how much of a douche is Ian Rappaport if he's going to be like, how do you like report that his agent didn't get back to him in time? Like, that sounds like some crazy ex-girlfriend type stuff. I texted you. You didn't get back to me. He wasn't mad about it. He just said, I reached out to his agent and his agent didn't comment. But my thing is, oh, that shouldn't even have been said. It shouldn't even be news. The yeah, fact it that is somebody reached out we to We spent us. like 10 minutes on it yesterday. They need to reach out to his agent. No, I know, but the fact that his agent didn't get back to him, like, what do you think the agent's going to do? The agent's playing the same game that Kyler Murray's playing. It's all about the we, silent we game. We had this conversation yesterday. What's the point of not saying anything? Well, Nobody knows what it means. It's the silent game. Exactly. We brought this up, bro. It's just like when your girlfriend's mad and you have no reason why. You're like, what's going on? I thought we had a good night. Well, nothing. And, and it, everybody universally agrees that that is a horrible communication strategy. Yes. But Kyler Murray's young, and young people communicate terribly, right, Kira? You know, I'm not kidding. <laughs> is this a knock at me? No, or it's a is knock this... at young people. Totally different. You're the future. You're going to be the ones uh, tucking old pe- old people like me and Tyler. You know, like making sure that we get our, our prunes and, and get a solid 14 right. hours or of lack sleep. Of. Yeah, right. hold right, on, right. hold on. Kira and I are within like 10 years of each other. Yeah, but you're like 20 years older than both of us. Yeah, but you look three years older than me. So that how did not, that happen? That is, you just wear a hat to cover up whatever's happening. I know, happening on right? Top of your head. Exactly. It's called, it's called knowing. I have, don't think I've ever seen your hair. Oh, yeah, buddy. How about that? Look at that. Boom. Yeah, you got hair. I got hair. I like assumed you might have been bald. No, no, not me. I'm perfection. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Great question. Thank you. Bradley Beal will miss the rest of the regular season. He's going to have wrist surgery. The Wizards are currently 11th in the East. But more importantly, Bradley Beal has a player option for next season, meaning he could return to the Wizards or he could opt out and he could end up playing somewhere else. Should Bradley Beal leave the Wizards? Yes, beat it. There's nothing keeping him. In Washington. I think he can get more money on a contract if he signs with the Wizards than if he signed with another team. Okay, if you're thinking more money, yes, because the Wizards need somebody to center, the, you know, somebody to use a marketing campaign around. But I mean, if, if Beal wants to win, if Beal yeah. wants to at least be in some kind of conversation to get a ring, then he's got to go and he needs to team up with two other superstars. I think he could go to a team and easily be a number two guy. Oh, absolutely. But my thing is, is when you break your wrist, on, is it a shooting hand? Like how uh, much? That it, is a good question. And and how hard is that to recover from? Because Bradley Beal, up before this, I mean, he was one of the best shooters in the NBA. I'd say like even a top ten guy, he was incredible. I am based on the reaction yesterday. I'm not under the impression this is like a, oh he's going to struggle coming back from this okay. type of injury. I'm under the impression just a bone. He's going to yeah just a, yeah just a bone just a bone no sticking out deal. of his hand. Who cares? Just had to have surgery. Eh. But I'm under the impression he'll be. Fine, coming okay. back from it. I'm curious to see if he does leave because 
Bradley Beal, I, I agree with you. I think he could very easily be like the second best player on a team that wins the title. Yeah. And I think I'd like to see that happen because who cares about the Wizards? Right. And, you know, when you look at they were somewhat of a threat when they had John Wall in him. And now there's just nothing. I mean, what is in Washington right now except Bradley Beal? They should, they, trade, they should trade back for Russell Westbrook. I like it. I like where your head's at. Go. Get the That's talking. a great, great question. All right, here's a story that is uh, another baffling story for me. The Broncos are hiring Peter Hansen to be their linebackers coach. Peter Hansen was UNLV's defensive coordinator under Marcus Arroyo the last two seasons. Would you rather be NFL linebacker coach or college football defensive coordinator? Uh, I would rather be NFL linebacking coach um, instead of a team that didn't, instead of being a defense coordinator on a team that won, what, two games yes. in two years? Like, so if it was defensive coordinator for Utah State, who won the Mountain West last year, would you rather be their defensive coordinator? Okay, if they're winning, then yes. Okay. If I'm on a, if I'm a defensive coordinator on a winning college program, I think that's better than being a position coach in the pros. Yeah, it's it's interesting because the other part that's that's sort of baffling here, UNLV also lost their offensive coordinator. Arizona State hired their offensive coordinator way to be their offensive coordinator. Arizona State's they got some NCAA investigation issues going on there. But UNLV, a team that has won two games in the last two years, has had both of its coordinators poached. That doesn't make any sense. Like, people have looked out and said, ooh, I like what they're doing there, despite having two wins in the last two years. Yeah, I don't and know. Take how, an assistant coach. I don't know how you look at a team that has two wins in two years and go, oh, there's a diamond in the rough there. You know, like I found him. I found the guy that's going to be able to take us from nowhere to somewhere. Like Gene Hackman and the replacements, a movie that you didn't see, but uh, still. What's that about? It's about I love football that movie. players. It's about Gene Hackman. He was a coach. They threw you him away. You say Gene Hackman like I know who that is. Yeah. I, okay, move on. Move on. Move on. Next question. All right, here's a story that uh, I got to trust the website InsideTheGames.biz. Gene Hackman. I'm sorry. InsideTheGames.biz has a story here. Um, Russia's best figure skater, Camilla Valaveva. I don't know how to say her last name. Uh, she won the gold medal. The medal ceremony has been delayed, though, due to what's called being called a legal issue. And according to Inside the Games, it involves a drug test. And so they think the gold medal winner in Russia, figure skating gold medalist, is from Russia. She's 15, and there's a dro- there's a doping issue. They're 15. There apparently might be a failed drug test for the 15 year old figure skater. Um, according to InsideTheGames.biz, anyone that's under the age of 16 is considered a protected person, and their drug tests they cannot be identified as having failed a drug test if you're under the age of 16. So, like, if you're 17 years old and you fail a drug test, they will say, this person failed a drug test. But if you're 15 like she is and you fail a drug test, they're not allowed to come out and say, hey, she failed a drug test. That is insane. I'm going to be a little bit ignorant here. Would doping help you in figure skating? That's what I was going to say. I mean, you, you, there is strength and speed. Like, you do skating faster like she pulled off a move that nobody's ever done before in women's figure skating so i'm guessing yes there's some help to it but it's just maybe i'm just tainted by like when i hear being in steroids it's like oh baseball hit home runs hit it far big muscles and she's like 
15 years old and, yeah, you know. 15 years old with back tiny. knee. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I would imagine there's something that helps there. I just, I'm just tainted by baseball and thinking, well, if you're on steroids, you're ripped. And, like, she's not. She's 15 and very small. Well, figure skaters, though, their legs, if you ever, they're, they're like rocks. I mean, those girls can squat, like, triple their body weight. So... But I don't understand the idea of giving a 15-year-old steroids. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, Win the gold, baby. Right. Listen, you want more parenting advice from me? Whew, my kids would be roided up. I almost feel like I want to go back to the Captain America conversation <laughs> from yesterday, where it's like... Were there any side effects from the Super Serum? No. He just wow. was... That's why. That's why it was so coveted. But then, you know, they killed the scientist, and we never got the recipe. Didn't learn that from you yesterday. Mm, no, we did not. All right. Coming up next, we talk... To somebody from Radio Road. Dr. Jerome Adams joins the show. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Joining us now is Jason Fitz. Good morning, Jason. How are you? I'm good, but I'm curious. Was like, was Bischoff Tyler taken already? Did we need the underscore? Yes. Surprisingly, it was. Uh, yes. I mean, you got to be disappointed, like, don't you? Don't you have people somewhere on Twitter that could, like, you know, kick that other person out and give it to you? I'm not important enough. I'm not. There is a a guy who runs marathons uh, who I think he's the one that has Tyler Bischoff, and there's a a pastor in Indiana who has Bischoff Tyler. I mean, well, you know, he's he's doing God's work. He can't compete with that. I understand. I understand. I have have looked into this. Um, All right, hold on. Later in the show, we are going to have John Mayer tickets to give away, so stay tuned for that. I love that I can always ask you this. Do you have John Mayer story for us? Uh, not that I okay. will tell on air oh. at all. But uh, come on, not I will that I would tell on thing. air. Come on, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a huge. This is like people don't. People don't love this. Very talented, talented person. But I was sort of out on Mayer from the outset, only because you can't release a song where you sing. The lyric is, "I want to run through the halls of my high school. I want to scream at the top of my lungs." And when he gets to that part. He does the exact opposite. Like, he doesn't Axl Rose that. He goes, I want to scream. And it's like, he just sort of winds it out. Like, I, I always had a problem with that. So I'm, I'm out on John Mayer, although oh. supremely talented and puts on a great show. I think your problem is, is you're not a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, that is, that is fair. That is, uh, that is fair. Uh, he, is, he is a delight to his audience, for sure. I and think... he is a, I'll just say this, it's an unforgettable, unforgettable party. That's, that's all. Oh, boy. Yeah. We've got to, it's how, always the guys. That how do we sing get the, this? How do we get the story always, out of him? It's always the guys who sing the sweetest, who's got the dirtiest skeletons in their closet. I know it. That's my that's my theory anyway. All right, we got tickets to go see John Mayer later. Hopefully, we can get this story out of Jason Fitz at some yeah, point in the future. On, That'd be fun. All right, here's a wide receiver question for you, Jason, because the Raiders are probably going to need a wide receiver this off season. Draft one, free agency. We'll see here. But we have guys like Jamar Jefferson or Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase that come in rookie years. They are awesome. Has that ruined or has that set the expectation for what we should expect rookie wide receivers to be? I, I think wide receivers becoming a lot like running back, frankly. Like, uh, you know, you've got to look really hard in the mirror if you're going to pay one. And if, you, if you're going to pay one, he better be one of the best of the best at what he does. Because realistically, I mean, you, you're a thousand percent right. You, I'll look at somebody like David Bell, the wide receiver out of Purdue this year, that's going to be, what, a second-round draft pick, right? And, you know, I've, I've seen Bell absolutely crush defenses. So, you know, we're in a world where a couple of things have happened. One, wide receivers are better and better. But two, 
they've implemented so many college strategies into offenses in the NFL to try and make young quarterbacks successful quickly. And what you end up with is the benefit, the benefactor of that goes to the wide receivers that are also going to have more opportunities to get open and be impactful more quickly. So I think unless you are talking about one of the top three or four at their position, you can find value in the draft and get somebody in the first or second round that can come in and be an impact player. So with that in mind, is it your preference the Raiders spend an early draft pick on a wide receiver rather than chase a big money free agent? Uh, my, here's what's interesting. I think the Raiders picking at, what, 22 are going to have to make a very conscious decision because there's going to be kids available at 22 that can make immediate impact at wide receiver. Uh, the USC kid comes to mind as somebody that coming off an injury uh, was still absolutely incredible through the course of the time that he played. Like you're talking about a big body with a lot of speed. It's going to be tempting to take a wide receiver. The thing you're going to have to look at is value added versus the value of what you can get at that point in the second round. I think you have to have a real conversation about that. If I'm the Raiders, if I really want a wide receiver, I'm trading down into the top of the second round. I can still get a wide receiver of value there, and I pick up more equity. If I'm staying at 20, I, 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 there's no way I can find a, a way to be peaceful with the concept of not taking the best offensive lineman on the board. Like the offensive line last year, we can talk about the pro football focus grades all day long, and we can talk about – you know, the games that they had that were pretty good. But this offensive line was not dominant. There's no way, to, no way to couch that. I'm taking the best offensive lineman I can get at 22. And you were talking about taking a pass catcher in the second round, not in the first round. Well, the Raiders' best pass catchers are not first-round draft picks. So you can definitely succeed drafting a wide receiver in the second round. Yeah, a, a thousand percent. And look, this, this year, I was talking to Mel and Todd about this because I do so much draft work with, uh, with DSPN. This year, you can make the argument that there's a dozen wide receivers that are going to be expected to come out and come in and have impact. I mean, I, I'm wondering if you can get wide receiver all the way to the top of the third round that they can still come in and play. And we've seen, like, Hunter Renfro, good example, right? So I think you know exactly what this Raiders offense needs. Everybody knows what this Raiders offense needs. It needs that dynamic, amazing number one that also has a ton of speed and can absolutely burn. Like, that's what they need. Now, I will say this, if the Raiders want to take a look at their entirety of their roster and say, okay, we're going for Devontae, if they're spending money on Devontae, it's because they believe that they have three or four holes that are keeping them away from being a Super Bowl-caliber team that can be addressed in the draft. Because Devontae is going to cost so much stinking money. Like, not, not just a little money, he's going to cost so much money. And if the Packers can find a way to franchise him in the process to make sure they get draft picks as well, they will do that also. So, it's not that Devontae Adams is without risk because there will be a ton of cash. And I'll remind everybody, I went back and looked at it over the course, not this year, but leading into this year, I looked at the last seven years. And if you have the highest paid player at any position, not everybody talks about quarterback, if you have the highest paid player at any position over the last seven years other than punter, you do not make the Super Bowl. There's one exception, it was Rob Gronkowski. Every other team with the highest paid player at any one position does not win. So you got to ask yourself if it's worth having the highest paid wide receiver because that's what it's going to take to get Devontae. Who was the highest paid punter that went to the Super Bowl? I don't remember, oh, but I remember that on. that was the one thing that somebody called me out on. I, you know, it was like <laughs> you got wait, you got called I'm, out on it. I keep thinking Ray oh, guy yeah, yeah, for yeah, some yeah. reason. It's Twitter, Twitter, Twitter finds a way to call you out on everything. You know, it's but it, I just think I used it honestly as part of my argument when everybody says, "Well, you can't pay your quarterback." I'm like. 
can we come with that same energy when you remember you can't pay your safety, you can't pay your defensive end, you can't pay your – like you just can't have the highest paid guy at any position and win a Super Bowl. All right, uh, wide receiver question for the Super Bowl. Bleep, Mary kill. Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, Jamar Chase. Okay, uh, okay, so that's good. Jamar Chase, um, I'm going to marry. He's, uh, he's young. He's just getting into his prime. I mean, he, he's fun. He, he can do it all. I'm going to do that one. Uh, I'm going to uh, – I, wow, I don't know. Actually, you know what? Change that. No, no, I'll keep that. I'll keep that. This is a tough question. I'm going to bleep Odell Beckham Jr. Hey. because that's going to be wild. Like this is going to be wild. Like there's no, there's no way about that. Which means by by default, like sorry Cooper, I, I'm a big fan, but I got to kill yeah. him. Like I, I don't want to, but I have to. I have a feeling like if you do that with Odell, there's going to be like a smoke machine or a strobe light. Oh, oh yeah, no, there's definitely like that's one of those like I, I, I've always said that there's certain. There are certain rock stars in the lexicon. Like you could look at Miley Cyrus and be like, "All right, if if that's where you ever, if that moment ever happens, you just want to have a notebook by the bed so you can be like, I'm going to learn something. Like something weird is going to happen tonight that I'm going to integrate into my life." Uh, on the Super Bowl and sort of looking at the Raiders, <laughs> do you at all look at Matthew Stafford being in the Super Bowl and say, "Hey, man"? Derek Carr and Stafford are pretty similar. The Raiders can absolutely do that. Or is the Rams roster so good, so far away from what the Raiders are that you don't think that's a realistic possibility in the next year or two? Uh, Can they both be true? I I think Stafford is living, breathing proof that you don't have to have. Like we've become so spoiled by the concept of Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes and, and Peyton Manning before that. Like you have to have an elite quarterback to win the Super Bowl that we forget about Joe Flacco and we forget about Trent Dilfer and we forget about the fact that Jimmy G was 10 minutes of football away from being a Super Bowl champion over Mahomes. So I think you can win the Super Bowl with a pretty darn good quarterback that's not elite. I, I, I feel very comfortable with that. And that's where, like, I, I also don't think it's a hot take to say that it's fine for Derek Carr to be in the upper of the middle third of the quarterbacks. Like, he's when he plays really well, he's a you know top ten, and I don't mean that like but make me list ten. I mean like top ten ish. He's somewhere between eight and twelve. Can you win a Super Bowl with that guy? Yeah, a hundred percent you can. Is the Raiders roster good enough to do that? No. Uh, I mean the Raiders I, like this is going to be the great case study, and and everybody keeps talking about ten wins in a playoff team, but you won six games on a walk off play like that doesn't happen. The, the Raiders were literally six plays away from being a four win football team, so. Where is this roster with the new staff? Like, I don't think that there's a rebuild or, or, at all. This isn't suddenly starting over from scratch. But I think that you have seen enough from this Raiders team to understand that there are glaring weaknesses on the roster. They're going to have to be fixed either with better players or better coaching for them to be competitive. Like, I'm not picking the Raiders to win the West right now for next year. Like, that's still Patrick Mahomes' division to win. And Raiders fans are still going to be like, like they are every year. They're going to send me all sorts of hate tweets when I say that the Chargers are going to be really good. And guess what? The Chargers are probably going to be really good again. So the Raiders will be competitive if they're able to do the things this offseason they want to, but they're nowhere near where the Rams are as a roster. Can you spell Cincinnati? Uh, C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I. Oh, nailed it. Mm. Not even a problem did for I you. You did. did I know that? Like, yes. I-, I can nail the spelling of it. I can also nail the most important food take out of all of, the, of that city, which is Grater's Ice Cream might be the best ice cream in the world, and Skyline Chili might be the worst food that we've ever seen represented in the Super Bowl. It's trash. (laughs)
Well, he's Jason Fitz from ESPN. Jason, as always, we appreciate it. You guys are the best. Thanks. So there's Jason Fitz. Are we dumb? Hot takes on chili. Huh? He does. Are we dumb though? Because the three of us yesterday could not spell Cincinnati. And every guest we've had on has correctly spelled yeah. Cincinnati. I didn't feel dumb when you didn't spell it correctly. So I feel, I still feel regular. You can feel dumb. Okay. But I feel middle of the road. You feel how you normally feel. Yeah, and I feel how you course. feel. Which... I, like, I like cheese. Well, so I feel dumb because I said C-I-N-C-A-N, mm. which is dumb. Since Cincinnati. <laughs> It's pretty dumb. A lot of eyes. Yeah. A lot of eyes. I just never know which consonant gets doubled in there. Right. It's the second N that gets doubled. I think I might remember this. I might remember this into the future simply because the Bengals made the Super Bowl. The Bengals making the Super Bowl have made me a better speller. Mm -hmm. It's very better at geography. Better at geography and better at spelling. It only took a decade from uh-huh. when you graduated high school. I'm to so proud of you. Good at spelling. Yeah. All right, coming up next, <laughs> and I'll an see education at Ole Miss. <laughs> you guys keep yelling at me more and more. <laughs> We're back to the press box morning show with Ed Greeny and Tyler Bischoff. That was Trevor Bauer yesterday. Uh, what is it? LA County Police said that they are not going to file criminal charges against Trevor Bauer, who is accused of sexual assault, as you heard him denying there. I don't know what that means for a civil case. Uh, I think that's still uh, possible there. Also, there is no uh, finality to Major League Baseball, who is doing their own investigation into Trevor Bauer. He could still end up being suspended uh, by Major League Baseball, even with no criminal uh, charges being brought against him. But he didn't pitch basically the entire second half of last season because of this. Maybe he's back in baseball. If we have baseball, there's a lockout right now. Maybe he's back in baseball at the start of this season. Major League Baseball might end up suspending him. That is all to be determined. I have a fun Olympic story for you. Wow, what a segue. Great segue. We talk about something as disturbing as that, and you're like, hey, fun Olympic story. It is. That's how we do it around here. (laughs) This is actually from 2018, but I did not see it until now. Okay. There was a woman named Elizabeth Swanee. And she competed in the 2018 uh, half-pipe skiing competition in the Winter Olympics in 2018. She cannot do any tricks. This is like you go down the half-pipe on skis, you do a bunch of flips and spins in the air and land and then do another one. She cannot do any tricks. She literally goes down the half-pipe and just sort of goes up the wall, comes back down. Goes up the wall on the other side, comes back down. But she qualified for the Olympics in 2018. The way she qualified... Right. First off, she's an American, but she competed for the country of Hungary because her grandparents are from there and the American team is too good. So she had no chance. But the way she qualified for the Olympics is apparently you need to finish top 30 in half pipe skiing competitions. Right. Leading up to the Olympics, you need to finish top 30 in so many events. And if you finish top 30 in so many events, you qualify for the Olympics. Right. So what she would do is she would go to events that counted for Olympic qualifying but would have less than 30 people at them. And she would simply go down the ski, go ski down the little half pipe, not do any tricks, and she would come in 17th place, 15th place. Hell, she didn't even finish last most of the time because if people crash, they get a worse score than the woman who just skated down without falling. And so she would finish 13th out of 15th, and she qualified for the Olympics doing that. Wow. So, kids, if you're listening, if you have a dream, just find 
a competition where there's not enough people <laughs> be the worst. It doesn't matter. Don't put any effort into practicing. Don't have any Mamba mentality. Just find a skating or a skiing competition where there's 15 people and the requirement is 30. Are you telling it's, me I really have a chance to be in the Olympics? Well, okay. This is very expensive. I was going to say like, that. Number one, skiing is an expensive sport. Like the Winter Fair. Olympics are a lot of expensive sports to get into. But number two, like she was traveling across the world. Dude, she sucked her way to the top. Like That's she, what happened. Like these competitions are in other countries. This isn't like she jumped in the car and drove to Utah. So when you like, go to the Olympics, is it... Is that paid for at least? Like, if she qualifies, I'm guessing they the send her I'm out? guessing maybe the, the, the country flight, of Hungary paid I, I, for her to be there. I would say maybe the lodging. Well, yeah, the Olympic maybe. Village is the, the, the athletes don't have to pay to go to the Olympic Village. I'm guessing the country of Hungary paid for her to fly there, and then she's in the Olympic Village. But I'm saying to qualify, she had to go to I don't yeah. know ten events or something yeah. that are all over the world. What so, a way to honor your grandparents God, by being great. the worst. <laughs> competitor at every event but no she, she didn't wasn't. crash she didn't, she didn't finish crash. Okay, okay did it crash well she it's didn't so, finish last here's the thing okay if i if my if all i got to do is just walk the course okay and i just make it through does that even count i mean it's like that's that's all she's doing she's just going down turns around anybody can do that it like, counted for her yeah well i know because no one else everybody else is like well I, i'm not going to compete into that i'm not going to spend thousands of dollars to fly to the alps just so i can get last place at the olympics why not i would do it if you had the money if i had the money See, i would do it of you're telling me you i could be an olympian she did finish last in the olympics 24th out of 24th but well, that's Right, heart better of a, than all but twenty three people in the heart of a champion. Heart I, of a champion. If I had the money and I found a loophole, like I could be an Olympian by just simply skiing. I mean, you got to know how to ski. Like she knows how to ski, but can't do any tricks. But I would absolutely do that. Yeah. I love this loophole. See, and that's the thing. It just pretty much tells you that you know what you are a good athlete if you got the money. <laughs> so get out there, kids. Learn some computer coding. Get that money, and you too could one day be in the olympics if you suck bad enough that's insane <laughs> any of us could be an olympian tyler go for no no bronze. you gotta you gotta a have the money and you do have to know how to ski like she does right, know how to crash. ski. you like, can't like fall and right crash. right yeah. i guess I'm technically you could if there weren't 30 people there you could just show up crash and well what i'm saying as long is as you register a score is like if even if it were like downhill skiing you know how they time that snowboarder or skier whatever it is but you'd make it down the hill i eventually. would make it down the hill eventually <laughs> and the thing is though is as long as i make it down the hill i can go down just super slow like one inch at a time i'll still make it but you also have to find i wonder how many events there are where it's like okay the top 30 or what qualifier whatever and at certain events only 16 people show up i i don't know how many olympic events there are there's probably if there's probably other ones like the only thing that I will give her credit for is the research it went oh, that absolutely. went into it for her to understand just how many competitors are right. competing at these right. all across the world. Yeah, I wonder, she's not stupid. I wonder if she ever was like signed up to go to one, and then all of a sudden there were thirty-four people there, and she pulled out. See, and, and this she is, was like, ah, not good enough. This not going to make it. It's the most American thing. <laughs> Just money wins all. It's like, oh, capitalism. Yum, 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 yum. She's so smart, though. Like, she that's is? a brilliant thing to do. It's awful, but it's a brilliant.
likely to do. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I love this lady. All right, one other. I've also heard of serial killers doing brilliant things. You don't do it. You're like, oh, that's a pretty smart way to hide a body. No, you don't do it because that's where my mind's at all the time. He goes from this. This lady's just skiing, and he goes to serial to murder. It's brutal. It's because of all the television I watch. One other fun story for you. IUPUI. You heard of that college? IUPUI. IUPUI. Indiana University. Purdue University at Indiana. That's the name of the university. Wow. Very strange. That's very confusing. They have Division One basketball. They are 1-19 this year. Mm. Uh, Ken Palm ranks them as the worst team in the country. They are hosting tryouts for students to join the basketball team in the middle of the season. This, this, is like, is, this isn't like before the season, oh boy, we, we, got, we need some walk-ons here. This is middle of the season. They're bad, and I think they have a lot of injuries too. They're bad, and they need warm bodies to come play basketball. This is like when the Philadelphia Eagles held tryouts for the everyday man. Like, the movie Invincible with Mark Wahlberg is about that, and this is kind of what it sounds like. They're like, look, the team sucks this bad. Can you dribble and tie your shoes? Get on the bench, buddy. You got a spot with us. Mark Wahlberg, that guy from the burger place? Yeah, I mean, he's the new kid. No, his dad, his brother's a new kid on the block. Isn't that a band? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call them a band. Call them a bunch of guys that sing and dance. He's not an actor? Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's an actor. Well, who's his brother? Donnie Wahlberg. And he's a... He's married to Jenny McCarthy. And he was in a band? He was in New Kids on the Block. Oh. What, and a, for su- the, what yeah. a successful family. Yeah, really going. They got Mark Wahlberg, who was Marky Mark. Got Donnie Wahlberg, who was in New Kids. Not Donnie Don. And then all the brothers, they made Wahlburgers. See? It's all about franchising. Is that place any good? Never been. Uh, never been. Never been. 